Praise the Lord. Let's say it out loud. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. This is uh, the message today is called uh, the messages of uh, the messages from angels, and um, we'll get to that in a minute. How many of you know much about angels in the Bible at all? Anybody? We're going to touch on that a little bit this morning, but I wanted to recap just a moment the revelation of Christmas and the the Lord when they put this in how God partners with ordinary people. I'm an ordinary person. Do we have that next slide? Ordinary people in everyday places. When you look at the Christmas story, you find ordinary people in everyday places. And they're, they're going to bring eternal impact into the world. So God partners with us for this. But then He uses things. He uses divine encounters. How many of you had a, a, an encounter somehow with the Lord or with another person? or with You don't know, maybe it was an angel. But God sets things up. Isn't that wonderful? And then he also has these affirming witnesses that show up. I've gotten to be one of those people in people's lives when, when God's doing a thing and suddenly he drops something in my heart that helps affirm what God's doing in them. And yet all this time, it's amidst this resistant it's kind of a warfare. Uh, and the, the world around us is not totally into what the, the It's always been this way. Always, always, always a resistance to the work of the Holy Spirit, to work the work of the kingdom of God, or kind of a resistance. And, um, you know, when you come to the Lord and you receive the Lord, the first thing the devil says is, you're not saved. No matter what you get from him, he wants to contest it. But you learn to, I was talking with somebody the other day, you learn to, to go through the fire, you learn to go through the struggle, and you develop character, and you begin to establish more and more of who Jesus is in you along the way. So we have this, um, as we're taking, as we're highlighting, we're you know, dealing with the prophetic, the candle that we light that says that Jesus was prophesied years and years and years ago, all these different ways in the Scripture. And there would be a place that He would come. Even the prophetic pointed to Bethlehem. And that was an incredible message with Pastor Todd and the convergence and the timing and the, the purpose of God in a place. And He does that with us. He brings us together to do a specific thing. And then the angelic, um, the work of the angels. I think it's Tim Sheets, uh, Dutch Sheets' brother, has a, a book on this about the, uh, the angel armies. Incredible revelation of the work of the angelic in today, all through the Scripture and today. And then we're going to go to, the, to uh, the shepherd candle next week. And then after that, the Christ candle. So let's look for just a moment at the role of angels in the Bible. How many of you have ever heard, everybody has an angel, I think. Isn't that right? Don't you have an angel? Is there an angel? Was this is where that comes from. Matthew 18.10 Take heed that you despise not the little ones, these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. So there's a, a, an encouragement there. How many of you have felt the presence? I know in here when we're worshiping, I've felt the presence of... There's sometimes people come up to me and say, I felt other people singing. There was other voices going on. And there's this, this beauty and there's a sense of like a pristine sense of glory or some kind of a, a shining effect uh, inside of the house when, when we have these extra um, singers join us. And uh, they, they're coming from the throne of God. 
And there's the word declares in Hebrews 1.14, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? That everything about them, everything about what they're doing has to do with what we're about in Christ. That's where it's all happening. In fact, uh, in Revelation 22, um, 8 and 9, it says, I, John, I love this part. I, John, saw all these things with my own eyes. I heard them with my ears. Immediately I heard and saw, and I fell on my face to worship at the feet of the angel who laid it all out before me. He objected. No, you don't. I'm a servant just like you and your companions, the prophets, and all who keep the, the words of the book. And this angel declares to him, Worship God. Worship God. Do not worship angels. We do not worship or pray to angels. We don't worship or pray to saints. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You can come to a person and ask for a prayer request, but we're not going to pray to somebody other than Jesus. We're only going to pray to Jesus because there is only one mediator between God and man. And Father God has made that His Son, Jesus. I don't pray to the mother of Jesus. I don't pray. I, we don't do that around here. We go directly to, the, to Jesus. Everybody say, I pray to Jesus. And in fact, Jesus actually said, pray, to, pray this way. Say, our Father. Everybody say, our Father, which art in heaven. Can I just tell you the glorious, simple truth of the whole Bible? Are you ready? Repeat this. Daddy God wants his kids back. That's the gospel. Daddy God wants his kids back. And so Jesus came to get us back. And in Adam's disobedience, in Adam's disobedience, the, the disobedience it set us all in bondage. But Jesus' sacrifice laid for all of us a foundation. We build on the foundation of what Jesus has done. And you can even look in your families. Anybody that has disobeyed one generation, it opens up a door for failure in the next. But the, say, here's the thing. If that generation rises up and sacrifices and seeks the Lord and pours out their heart and all their life for the Lord, it's saying, what it does is their work in the Spirit sets a foundation for the next generation. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! So we worship Jesus there is one name above every other name in heaven and earth, and every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's go ahead and do that for right now. Say, just declare with me. Jesus Christ is Lord. Say that. Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's just do it this way. Jesus Christ is Lord of me. Jesus Christ is Lord of me. Hallelujah. In Psalm 103, verse 20, Bless the Lord, O you His angels, you mighty ones who do His word. Obeying the voice of His Word. This is really interesting. Really interesting to me. Because it's not like obeying His voice, but obeying the voice of His Word. How many of you know the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life? You heard, in other words, there are people that can read the Bible, and they read it really religiously. And they have a, a critical spirit. And they take Scriptures and they beat people up with it. That's what the Pharisees did. The letter kills but the Spirit, when you have the Holy Spirit, He brings the Word of God to life. And in the midst of this, our conviction is that as we're talking with this Word of God, that your heart would become open and available to hear what He would be saying to you. Are you open today? 
Are you open today what he would say to you? I want to just point out the, the role of the angels. There was this um, in 2 Kings 6, 15 and 17. You probably remember this story. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning, he went out and behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Could you imagine being there? Here you're looking out and you see nothing but the, the adversary. And then the Lord opens your eyes and you see the horses and chariots of fire in the spirit realm. And suddenly you're going, we have nothing to be concerned about. Isn't that the truth? That's, that's when a whole group showed up. And the role of an angel in Daniel 6.22, my God sent His angel to shut the lion's mouths and they were not harmed. They have not harmed me because I was found blameless before Him and also before you, O King. I have done no harm. And here an angel of the Lord shows up in the lion's den. The role of angels of protection of God's people working and doing His purpose in the earth. We see that uh, Jesus ministered to Matthew 4.11 and the, where the devil left Him and behold, angels came and were ministering to Jesus in the wilderness. After that 40-day fast, there was a, the, the, the pouring out of God's glory into the physically depleted body of Jesus and angels came to minister to Him. And also in the Garden of Gethsemane, when He was under the great duress of crying out, to the Lord, it says, and there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. When Jesus had cried out and prayed and prayed and said, not my will, but thine be done. He was completely exhausted. He was bleeding. He was literally sweating blood. His capillaries were breaking open. He was, and he was going to go from that depleted place to walk all through the next that night to be betrayed and then go to the cross and uh, you know, be whipped at the whipping post and go to the cross and be crucified, Father God said, I'm going to send an angel to refresh my son. It's amazing when you go through the just being wrung out. I remember uh, we were laying in the hotel bed up at... Uh, we were first, first time we were doing a cleansing stream ministry and there was a lot of people. I think it was 1,600 people. And uh, we were laying in the bed and, and Heather was just overcome with a sense of how in the world are we going to minister to this many people? And it was way beyond our capacity to even think about. Remember that? And I was laying in the bed next to her and I literally sensed the glory of God come and rest on her. And I could feel the glory over here. <laughs> I was like, the glory of God is resting upon my wife. And the, all the fears and the pain and the pressure, all of that just lifted. It just lifted because you and I are called to do a task that we can't do. Except Jesus Christ come and empower us with His glory, with His presence, with angelic help. He just shows up and does things that we can't do on our own. Let's just praise Him right now. Praise You, Lord.
Now, I just closed my eyes, and I want to say that there are uh, there will be several of you that will be in public, and you'll want to say something uh, to someone as a witness. And I just feel strongly, the Lord says, open your mouth, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to give you an agency, a gifting, a, 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 a flow of my word. It's going to be, there's going to be people in need. They'll need a prayer. They'll need some kind of attention. Just be open to that. Be, be open to people's needing something more than what they got going on right now. Because you know that when you don't have it together, Jesus comes and helps you get it together. Be a vessel for Him these days. Okay, let's praise Him for that. Say, Lord, we re- receive what You want to do in and through us. There's the role of an angel, as I mentioned, in, in Jesus' life, but also in some of the disciples, the role of an angel in, in um, Acts 12, 6 through 10, the night before Herod planned to bring his Peter to trial. He made sure Peter was securely bound in two chains, and Peter was sound asleep with two soldiers and additional guards stationed outside his cell door. When all of uh, once uh, the angel of the Lord appeared, filling his prison cell with brilliant light, the angel struck Peter on the side. He was really sleeping hard. He had to like whack, get up. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Wake up, hurry up, let's go. And the, the, instantly the chains fell off his wrist. The angel told him, get dressed, put on your sandals, bring your cloak, follow me. Peter quickly left the cell and followed the angel, even though he thought it was a dream or a vision, for it seemed unreal. He couldn't believe it was really happening. And they walked um, unseen past the first guard and then the second before the iron gate that leads to the city and the gate swung open. This is the first automatic doors in the, in the whole, you know, and the gate swung open and all by itself in front of them. And they went out into the city and we were walking down a narrow street and all of a sudden the angel disappeared. Could you imagine that? This angel shows up and says, get dressed, we're going. And Peter is ministered to by this angel showing up his life. I don't know. I mean, you, you and I really don't know. We don't know who, who has shown up in our life angelically. You might have a witness on occasion and go, that just seemed too perfect. That Whatever that was, that just seemed so right. God, was that God? Was that a real human or was that somebody else? Something good can happen. The role of an angel in Acts 27, 21 through 26, the angel instructs Peter, on a wrecked ship. It says, after being without food for a long time, Paul stepped before them and said, Ben, you should have obeyed me and avoided this pain and suffering and not leaving Crete. Now listen to me. Don't be depressed for no one will perish. Only the ship will be lost. But God's angel visited me last night and the angel of my God, the God I passionately serve, he came and stood in front of me and said, don't be afraid, Paul. You are destined to stand before Caesar, and because of God's favor on you, he's given you the lives of everyone who is sailing with you. So men, keep your courage. I know that God will protect you, just as he told me. You must run aground on some island and be saved. And here we have this moment where he gets up the next day. There can be profound impact. Does anybody appreciate the work of God through his helpers in our lives. And of course, we see all like crazy in the Christmas story. It's crazy how many show up. The amount of angelic activity. So I want to look at the message. Now, this is the role of the angels. Just for a minute, we're going to look at the, the message. I felt quickened. I was riding in the car and the Lord whispered to me, 
uh, grab a hold of the essence of what the angels have said to the different people in the passages and uh, watch what I say to you. And so here we have, and I, I don't want to go, you know, there's a lot that could be read here, but I just want to say with Mary. Mary, you know the story. So Mary's there and, uh, and Gabriel shows up and he's got this, you're highly favored of the Lord. And, and the next thing you know, He's saying that she's going to have this child and she doesn't understand how it's going to happen. He said, well, there's, a, there's going to come an overshadowing of God. And, he's going to, and he tells what the child's name is going to be and all this. And uh, she says, so be it to me according to your word. Responds beautifully, beautifully to the Lord. So I've, I've uh, pulled this. I mean, there's a lot that can be read here, but I just want to go ahead. This is the essence of what the angel said to Mary. Your greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose for your life. When you just boil it all down, this angel shows up. God says, I have a great purpose I want to accomplish in the earth. It's going to fulfill my heart's desire. And in doing that, I'm going to fulfill your heart's desire. I'm going to cause the deepest, the greatest personal fulfillment that you will ever know by partnering with you in my great plan. And when you fulfill my purpose, you will be completely fulfilled. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just declare it. My message. Next slide. My, let's say it. My greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in my life. Put your hand over your heart. My greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in my life. Go ahead, put your hand over your heart. My greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in my life. Now let's declare it to somebody around us. Can you do go to the next line? Let's go ahead and whisper it to somebody. Your greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Your greatest personal fulfillment, your greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in your life. There's a coming crown of goodness uh, coming down the road. You're going to be really happy. <laughs> Let's just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Because, see, people, that's why I'm saying, Daddy's come back to get his kids. And he knows why he made you and what he made you for. And the, the fulfillment of your life is going to be all wrapped up in your fulfilling his purpose in your life. Who you are, he knows so well. And I can go, I can go on for days about my personal testimony. I had nothing to do with most of the good things that happened in my life. No, no, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. By, going, by showing up, by seeking and trying and going forward and wanting, I need more, I don't have what I need. And the next thing, God goes, here you go. Oh, baby, and something changes. because and you're, you're full, Isn't that true? Oh, my God. You, you, he does these wonderful things. You're, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck. And the Lord says, we're going to unstuck you right now. And the next thing you know, you're unstuck. 
You're just unstuck. You go, oh my God, I have this passion for God. It was drying up. Now I feel like a fountain on fire. So wonderful. You know, and we, these are days we need to have those moments with Him all the time and be an overflow of that. Just tell, just tell the Lord, I want to be cups running over. I want to be cups running over. I want to be cups running over with the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I was talking a bit earlier. Well, it was, it was funny. I remember that time at the gas station and the Lord spoke to me. He said, pray in the Spirit. And I was thinking real spiritual. I started praying in tongues. I'm praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And he says, check your oil. And I'm thinking, is it my spiritual oil? No, my car. And I was five quarts low. <laughs> and the Lord says, I want to give you an interpretation of your tongue. Your car needs oil. <laughs> Uh, he's so good. He's so good. He, he, look, he's so, he's such a wonderful dad because he kept me from destroying my car. If I'd have ridden just a few more, another hour, the whole engine would have blown up. That's how good he is. That's how wonderful he is. Fulfilling his purpose. He says, I'm going to make things work out for you. I'm going to show up when you need me to show up. When it's super practical, when it's super spiritual, when it's super relational, when it's super financial, whatever it is, he'll put his supernatural on it. Now let's look at uh, Matthew 1, 18-25. I'm going to read this one. Matt, the birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be buried to Joseph. Before they enjoyed their wedding night, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of these things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While, she was trying, while he was trying to figure out the way out, he had a dream. Everybody say God's angel. God's angel spoke to him in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. And this, this would bring the prophet's embryonic revelation to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, the Hebrew for God with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded him in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby, and they named him Jesus. And I looked at that. I just looked at that. I looked at that. I looked at that. that what, you know, you put yourself in that situation and see how you would handle it. You think of that. That'd be, you know, a dream, and you buy this thing, but this is, I believe, the essence of what the angel is saying to Joseph. Stay the course. Because what you perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. Let's just receive that word into our own hearts. Here's the message. Let's say it together. I will stay the course because what I perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. What has shown up in front of you that says, no, God says, it's me. We're going to go through something. And I'm going to redeem it. 
Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. There's a, he's on this one. He's on this one. He's on the. You have already gone through these kind of things, and the Lord is already saying, I'm going to take the thing that's been the hardest on you, and I'm going to release my glory in and through you in the midst of it. I'm going to cause it to turn out into a work of redemption through your life. My plan is going to be unfolding in you through this obstacle that looks insurmountable to you. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I want to ask if you would be so kind to put your hand on your heart and just prophesy this to your heart. Say, I will stay the course because what I perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship Him. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There are obstacles that loom that come up. And the Lord says, I'm doing a... Look, we, this is so true all through the Bible. It's amazing. Goliath was an obstacle. It was God unfolding His plan for the nation. It's amazing. The Red Sea was an obstacle. It was a God unfolding His plan. I'm going to split this thing open and bring you into a new place. It's the way He is. Are you ready? Death has been an obstacle. But Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ destroyed the power of death. He's turned death into life. Hallelujah. What seems to be an obstacle? He says, I'm going to make a, not only make a way through it, I'm going to make triumph in your life through it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're facing today, but just put this in your spirit. Put this in your spirit. I will stay the course because this obstacle is God unfolding His plan. And I'm not bailing ship. I'm going through and God's going to bring me through and cause glory to manifest in it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now it's time to say it over somebody. Go ahead and declare it to someone. Tell them, stay the course. Stay the course because what you perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. What you perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. Stay the course. Stay the course. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Just uh, lift your heart to the Lord. Let's just praise Him for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the weight of your word that stabilizes our hearts. Thank you for revelation to our hearts. Thank you for cutting open things that would have hindered us before, but they fall to the to just they fall to the side because you are here and you said, I am Lord over everything. Jesus, you're Lord, 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 Lord. Lord of all, Lord in the midst of everything we face. Um, there, I'm going to just say it. I feel like a, wherever you have felt barren, the Lord just says, I'm going to raise up a new crop of goodness. I'm going to cause things to grow that haven't been able to grow. I'm going to release my streams into the desert. I want to cause a fertileness to come into your life. Hallelujah. You have looked at the dry place and it has spoken back to you and it says, no way will you make it through this. And the Lord says, oh no. 
This is an obstacle that I'm going to get glory out of. I'm going to release my fountain of living water into this place in your life. And I'm going to cause there to come a fruitfulness that you have never known. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you, that's a word over your families. That's a word over your families. Some of you, it's a word over your finances. Praise you, Jesus. Let Him have you. Let Him have your heart. Said, Lord, I'm staying the course because of what I perceive as an obstacle is you. It's you unfolding something so precious and so real. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Let's look at the next one. Luke 1. Now, I wanted to put this one last because of how it flows. And we had a, uh, a wonderful time with Zechariah last time, two weeks ago. Luke 1, 8 through 17 from the Message Bible. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just kind of, here's what happens. As you know the story, just to redo it. So he's in there praying in the temple. There's people waiting outside. Gabriel comes in, makes himself known to him. He says basically this, I'm going to answer the prayer you've been praying for all these years. You've wanted a child. It's going to happen now. And he goes, well, how's that going to happen? Real, I mean, what happened, and this is, this is true, and I've seen this happen to people. There's a place at which your doubt gets, it goes a little too far. When a, when a hope is deferred for a long time, it makes the heart sick. And then there's a giving up time. You just give up. Well, the give up thing can be this. And that, the Lord explained this to me very clearly one time. I was walking into uh, Stonewall Resort. I was going to study. They have this room in there, a uh, lodge kind of thing, a place where people can sit down. And I walked right over to this chair in the corner and I put my briefcase down. And he said, he clarified, he said, doubt is an honest inquiry. But unbelief is a choice. And unbelief is, I don't think, I, I know God's not going to do it. And the Lord was dealing with me about a person in our congregation because they had failed in business. They had failed in business. And they had a spirit of unbelief and they determined that we were going to fail here. And I said, what's up with that, Lord? And he said, because he failed in business, he's, has a, he made a determination in his heart that we would fail because he failed. Spirit of unbelief. I don't have a spirit of unbelief. I don't have one. I don't want one. Man, this is all turning out really good today, isn't it? I feel like a little uh, Holy Ghost wind-up kid. You just wind up, buddy. We're going. <laughs> Here's the angel says to Zechariah, don't give up. Trust God and His timing with the answers to your prayers. Don't give up. Trust God and His timing. His timing with the answers to your prayers. So we want to prophesy to our hearts. Can we put your hand on your heart again? I will not give up. I trust God and His timing with the answer to my prayer. Say it again. I will not give up. I trust God and His timing to the answer to my prayers. Now, we'll go ahead and prophesy to somebody. Tell them, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Trust God. Let's praise the Lord again. Hallelujah. We can camp out here. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Angels came and they spoke. And when the angel said to Mary, and when the angel said to Zechariah, and when the angel said to Joseph, God says, I got a word for you. You're fulfilled, fulfilling my purpose. Stay the course, because what looks like an obstacle is now me unfolding my plan. Don't give up. Trust me. Trust my timing, because I'm going to answer those prayers. Let's praise the Lord. This is Christmas. It's Christmas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one other thing, and uh, it's not really a proclamation. It's just a revelation to me. God warned Joseph in a dream of an angel to escape to Egypt. He told him to get out of town. Get out of town. And he got up the next day and took off because Herod was sending that thing to kill the babies. He was going to come in there and kill all the babies. And God said, uh, and there was a prophecy already said that he, uh, out of Egypt, he's going to come. The son will come. And then uh, God warned the wise men. The wise men were just like, they, you know, they're wise. You know, they were saying, man, something's wrong, off with that Herod fella. And he said, they came to him and warned them. He says, you go off in a, you go home different than the way you came. Let's look at the verse. Psalm 68, 20. I love this verse. Love this verse. Our God is a God of salvation, and to God, the Lord, belong deliverances from death. So another verse says, escapes from death. Okay, let's go ahead and thank the Lord. He has way out for you. You will escape. Other people may not escape it, but you'll escape it. Because you've locked your heart into His purpose. You've locked your heart into his, fulfilling His will. You're not in rebellion running around doing your own thing. You are saying, even when you've hit the thing that's the obstacle that's coming to wear you out, God says, you've stayed put. How many times, honey, have we stayed put? Stayed put, and it's like, how's this going to work out? Next thing you know, God goes, I'm going to work it out. Just the gift, the gifts that uh, Richard and Tony have brought into our congregation is a, is a, is a grace to us. The gift of Todd and Nicole brought to our congregation as a gift to us. This season, that convergence message, God putting relationships together to release His purpose. It's a phenomenal thing. Can somebody worship the Lord with me again? Praise you, Jesus. Praise God. He's good. He's good. So here's what we're going to do. This last slide, I got all three of them. Would you just put your hand over your heart? And speak the revelation of today's message. My greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in my life. Go ahead and say that. I will stay. The, go ahead. Say the course because of it. Not give up. I trust God with the timing. I'll just say it again. Hallelujah. My greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in my life. I will stay the course because what I perceive is an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. I will not give up. I'll trust God in His timing with the answers to my prayers. Well, praise God. Come on, praise Him. Your spirit will get stirred up if you say this a few times. The, whole, the spirit inside of you will reach up and get those things and say, that's real, that's true, that's powerful. That's so that inside of you. So that inside of you. When you are out there and you're all beat up and your, your, your brain is all over the place and you don't know where you're going, and you walk into a place where God's presence is real, something begins to anchor inside of you. God says, I made you for me. My breath comes inside of you. You begin to feel whole again. You begin to feel like you belong again. And then He starts to say stuff to you. 
Jesus, He doesn't put you down ever. There's no condemnation in the Lord. Ever, ever. He doesn't condemn. He, he's In the midst of your complete, utter failure, the Lord will whisper something so precious and cherishing you and love you and you feel like, a, what am I doing? He cares more about me than I care about me. It's amazing how the Lord is. He changes us. He changes us. Come on, let's say it again. Daddy wants his kids back. Come on, Daddy wants his kids. He doesn't want to kick anybody out of the house. Jesus came to sacrifice so we get a foundation of His love in our life. Receive His forgiveness. Receive His freedom and begin to walk in Him. And cast out, renounce everything that's anti-God in us. And walk with Him. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. I want to go ahead and put up the last slide. And I want you to speak this over a few people around you. Just want to just reach around and just to declare it. Your greatest personal fulfillment comes through fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Stay the course because what you perceive as an obstacle is God unfolding His plan. Do not give up. Trust God in His timing with the answers to your prayers. Hallelujah. We're going to have people come on down that are going to be praying come on down the front here hallelujah we're going to dismiss in a moment thank you Jesus how many of you know that Jesus deeply cares about you deeply cherishes you loves you more than you can ever imagine praise you Jesus and this is the thing and there's no getting around it he knows everything all the time there's no getting around this. And he has the, here's the deal. The answer to every one of your prayers is more of God coming into your life. The list evaporates when the King of Glory shows up. Because the priorities change. You find out that he already has taken care of everything. Just praise him for it. Can we do that again right now? Let's go ahead and enter into a state of worship and love and appreciation and gratitude before Him and worship Him. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We thank you for the impartation of your life. We thank you for the impartation of revelation to our hearts and our spirit. We praise you, Lord. We thank you that you're a shackle-breaking God, that you're a bondage-breaker, that you're a sin forgiver, that you love us deeply and cherish us. You unwrap us from bonds of death. You cause us to escape things that would be bad for us. Let's camp right there for a minute. Would you praise the Lord and say, thank you for helping me escape what would be bad for me. Just go ahead and do that. Thank you, Lord, for helping me escape death, escape things that would be tormenting to my soul escape things that would be a snare to me. Let's go ahead and praise Him for that. Thank You, Lord, for helping me escape what would be a snare to my heart over this season. I feel like the Lord wants to just lubricate, so to speak, put a oil over this season for You, and things that have been rough on You won't be rough. Thank You, Jesus. Praise You, Lord. We're going to, um, as we close, I know that there's other you know, gifted um, times of prayer. We're trust in the, the Holy Spirit's anointing as we dismiss right now. Would you just do one more thing? Would you hug somebody? 
Can you just hug somebody? Just reach around and hug somebody. Hug somebody. Hug somebody. Let them know the touch of Jesus is in your life. I'm going to hug you, will you? Go get that guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, yeah, there's a, there's a need that we have. Come on forward if you want some agreeing prayer. And as we've dismissed right now, love on each other. Come forward if you want further ministry in prayer. God loves you. We release you in Jesus' name.